trunk, let it You can light it up, let it skunk when you huff Prepare to experience the strongest radio allowable by law. Secrets will be revealed. Myths dispelled. From the studio gym where excuses never apply. It's Superhuman Radio with your host, Carl Lenore. Hey, hey, welcome back to another episode of Superhuman Radio. Today is Thursday, which means we're going to start the show off with the first hour of Military Fitness Radio with my co-host, Nate Morrison, in just a moment. Uh, and we're going to be talking about uh, pelvic floor muscle dysfunction and why it's important to you. Um, and then at the top of the hour, we're going to be joined by uh, Jay Campbell and Jim Brown uh, at the release of their new book, Testosterone Optimization Therapy Bible, I believe this is a second edition, better than the first one, and they have an interesting perspective about the discussion of testosterone that you're going to really want to hear. Of course, um, I didn't sleep well last night, so every every four or five days, I, I don't sleep well. So if I sound a little um, off my game today, that's my excuse, and I'm sticking to it. Of course, I have to thank All-American Pharmaceutical and EFX Sports for a very generous sponsorship that they do uh, for our show. Without them, we would not. Uh, probably have a show and uh, just wanted to give them a shout out and we're going to play a little theme music and get started here on our discussion American girls I like this song man. American guys how you doing Nate I'm doing great Carl how are you I just fell in love with this song I've been training to this song this song is so inspiring I love it it's uh, it is. and I, I'm not even a country western guy you know I'm from Brooklyn right so what, do yeah. I, what am I doing listening to country western but this uh, this guy Toby Keith, he's got it. The lyrics of the song are very, very inspiring. But anyway, yeah. um, we're going to be talking today, and we're going to try to get everybody uh, plenty of uh, airtime. Doctor Grove Higgins, uh, Pat Marquez, and Mary Wilson, uh, also welcome to the show, all of you. Thank you. Okay, so Nate, start us off here. Why why do we care about pelvic floor muscle dysfunction? I mean, I remember uh, this discussion being for women who. Uh, had bladder incontinence, uh, but why is this important when we're talking about strength? Well, this, this is actually one that I want to I want to kick over to the team over there in Colorado Springs um, because, to be honest, uh, Dr. Higgins called me one day and, and we spoke a bit about it, and it was fascinating. And I said, "Man, we got to get you on the show and and talk about this." And uh, you know, just from the conversation that he and I had it sounded like there's a great deal that, that is going to impact a lot of people doing a lot of different things to include all of this military fitness stuff and, and fitness for life. Um, and, and, you know, I, so I guess I would just jump on the bandwagon there and, and say, you know, we normally think of the pelvic floor as being something that's related to, uh, to reproduction and excretion. So um, it, it's probably a good way to start out. Let's 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 um, turn over to Doctor. Yeah, let's let's start with Doctor Higgins. So why why do yeah. I even care about pelvic floor muscles? If I'm a weightlifter type guy, or you know, I'm just a, a very physical guy, why does it matter to me? Well, Carl, this is Pat. Doctor Higgins will be back here in a moment. Okay, sure, Pat. There's really there's there's a couple aspects here we should probably talk about. Can you everybody hear me? Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we can hear you good. Okay, so some of the basics there. There, the pelvic floor actually has three layers to it, and it consists of about 14 different muscles. 
So, like you guys have already mentioned, the kind of the basic understanding that most people have is that it's really about holding things in, right? Um, mm-hmm. And kind of more the uh, urogenital health, and like we've already kind of discussed. But our understanding and, and what we feel about it is that it's really it's kind of one of the uh, forgotten parts of the core of core stability and core strength, uh, much as uh, the neck and the cervical musculature is often kind of forgotten part of the core too. But of course, that's that's for a different show at a different time. But for the pelvic floor, really, it, you know, the for the, the its structure and its mechanics and how well it works and the stability that it provides. It's a really important part of how well we move and how well we can produce power and strength. And a lot of people don't realize that. So before I jump forward, do you have any other questions about what I just said? No, yeah, I do. So so what musculature makes up the pelvic floor? So when you say floor, I immediately think of something horizontal, kind of like uh, the diaphragm, right? Is Is the pelvic floor this this single muscular apparatus, or is it a system of a variety of muscles, and are they actually horizontal? Yes, it's a, it's a variety of muscles. So if everybody just kind of has, has a, a, the pictures of them, a picture in their mind of themselves standing up, right? Right. When you're thinking of your pelvic floor, that is a, a, a series of muscles and layers of muscles that are connecting on the bottom of the pelvic bone, right? Really between, uh, although there, there are several connection points of all these muscles, between the uh, pubic synthesis at the front and the coccyx of the, the tailbone at the back, and then the on the sides, the ischial tuberosities or the sit bones, right? Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so these layers... Uh, it, the various muscles that make up this, these 14 muscles that make up these three layers of muscular tissue um, are uh, are all very interconnected and kind of flow into each other, much like the psoas and the iliacus kind of flow into become the iliopsoas muscle. So it's a very mm-hmm. interwoven series of muscles that make up the, the, the kind of uh, bowl shape, in a sense, at the bottom of our pelvis. Okay, so next question. Is this why I can leg press more weight with two legs than one because I am disengaging the pelvic floor from contributing to strength and stability? Well, partially, yes. Um, So the the interesting thing of the pelvic floor is that uh, whereas we kind of have – Say a, a, a normal muscular action, we think about the fact that we have uh, opposing muscle groups. So the triceps must relax as I do a biceps curl, as an example, right? The pelvic floor uh, is kind of always uh, contracting against itself, right? So they don't have, um, it doesn't, it's, and it's really its opposing muscle, in a sense, is the diaphragm. And you mentioned or, or Nathan mentioned ah. earlier about the diaphragm. The connection between the pelvic floor musculature and the diaphragm is very important, and it it synchronizes that core, uh, the the lower you know, as the lower part of the core really it kind of synchronizes 
uh, stability when exerting pressure like in a leg press. Interesting. Interesting. Okay. Okay. So, so what, what's next? Uh, what's next, Pat? You. So, well, so let's let's talk about the, the the kind of first. Let's talk about the some of the issues that we often see. You guys talked about some of the things we often think about with um, pelvic floor muscular dysfunction. Uh, there's really kind of three ways we can get dysfunction. So we could have uh, um, uh, direct trauma, in a sense, like when someone issues, and we see this in in men quite a bit here who have had, uh, who have uh, hurt their tailbone hmm. and injured their tailbone. Uh, that can cause some issues with the pelvic floor and its ability to synchronize muscular uh, contraction and stabilize. And, of course, you could have uh, direct trauma. Um, all mothers know about the direct trauma that can happen to the <laughs> pelvic floor after giving birth. Uh, yep. It's very uh, – yeah, and but that can be – that's like – and we can ask Mary here, who works with a lot of our female clients. The problem with that is that it's often not discussed and, and women don't want to bring it up. I think it's the, the issues that can come from it might seem embarrassing and some women might think, oh my gosh, I'm the only one who sweats myself when I sneeze or don't dare laugh hard because I have to change my underwear. Or, you know, it, they, they think of it as, something embarrassing that maybe only has happened to them. And another misconception, too, is women who have had a C-section would assume that they wouldn't have issues with pelvic floor, but that baby's head is there, whether it comes out naturally or you have a C-section. Mm-hmm. So that dysfunction can happen in either of those, you know, direct trauma situations. Now, mm-hmm. now I, I know we're, we're talking about um, addressing pelvic floor strength through training here, but there's plenty of good research, especially in the way, in, in the case of women, uh, that estrogen plays a large role in the pelvic floor integrity. Uh, so it, it, are, are you also going to discuss the hormonal attributes or sex hormone attributes of uh, pelvic floor function today? Well, we were planning on more getting into the training aspect. Okay. Of it, I just want to make sure. Okay. Does. Okay. That's cool. Yeah, that, that does play a role, and and um, uh, it, and other hormones, um, which you know, it, for women when they are pregnant, right? Yes. Also, relax that area in preparation for childbirth, <laughs> yeah. causing a a um, which can cause some dysfunction when after the childbirth happens, and and then the hormones are still there and they're relaxing and it's still there and it's, and it's continuing to um, over-relax that area, really. And let me, mm-hmm. let me mention one other kind of injury. is kind of the chronic injuries. So if you are a person who sits most of the day, then uh, that we've seen that result in some peliform muscular dysfunction and uh, we see it in cyclists as well. I'll tell you something. Else. I'll tell you something else I've observed. I've been doing a lot of research in GERD and silent GERD uh, and issues uh, related to esophageal sphincters 
Uh, and I think that people's preponderance with abs has caused them to shift the tilt of their pelvis in order to walk around with what looks like washboard abs. They actually stop breathing through their gut. They don't, their, their stomach doesn't become a bellow any longer because they want to maintain that flat surface. I, I, I'm starting to wonder if our fascination with washboard abs isn't contributing to pelvic tilt. Yes. <laughs> to, to be yeah, honest, I'd, I'd say that, definitely. <laughs> now, now, Pat, is that... So uh, what we're talking about then is essentially that, like the glutes, you know, where lots of people are walking around with gluteal amnesia, where the, 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 the body just doesn't even bother to send a signal down there anymore. Is, is that what we're talking about with folks that are, that are sitting in, say, an office job? And, and is there any difference between that presentation and a cyclist who's working very hard but, but has that constant contact trauma to those muscles? Any, any thoughts on that? Uh, yeah, basically I agree. And so you're exactly right in that uh, constant sensory, sensory touch input will start to um, give that, that amnesia, in a sense, to those areas, those muscular areas. Uh, we often see it as well in women in the mid-thoracic right at the bra line. Mm, so yeah. they'll often have muscular ache or an inability to have good mobility in the thoracic spine around that area specifically because of the constant rubbing of the bra strap. So you see the same thing with sitting. And then... Yep. Yeah. And the other, you know, so, you know, the other thing that happens with sitting is the psoas muscle, which is in a more contracted position while mm-hmm. sitting. The brain starts to go, well, you're like this 10 hours a day. This must be what you want. Shorten it up. But when you stand up, right. that psoas is overly contracted, putting into an anterior pelvic tilt, much like we probably talked about the abs and, the <laughs> and trying to contract the abs all the time, which is a great point leading into the the, the the relationship between breathing and the pelvic floor. So, so what what would someone notice about themselves if they are starting to develop pelvic floor dysfunction? What is it that the average person probably ignores that they shouldn't ignore that's indicating that, hey, things are not right in the pelvic floor any longer? Well, I, I think people don't necessarily think of it as pelvic floor. They will come in with low back issues, hip issues, maybe even gut issues, not, I think the pelvic floor is ignored. And so it's usually not until we do a little pelvic floor muscle testing that we then can get them to realize the hips and the low back are angry and frustrated because the pelvic floor isn't doing its job. What gut? What gut that issues? What gut well. issues? What I mean, gut issues. Seventy-four percent of Americans complain of some form of gut issue today. It's really astonishing to me. Not all of them are pelvic floor related, I'm sure. But what gut issues do you see that resolve when the pelvic floor is addressed? Well, it's it, it the relationship there, and you had brought this up a little bit earlier, which is a great point between the gut issues. Diaphragmatic breathing, or you know, good belly breathing, um, and the pelvic floor is that all of this falls under the the sensory input category of interoception. So, if we 
are all receiving a ton of sensory input at any given moment during the day. All of that input really falls into three categories. Exteroception, or external uh, sensory uh, input, which would be kind of like the five senses, hearing, smell, sight, etc. Then you have proprioception, which is your brain's 3D map of you in time and space for movement, predominantly um, given through the nerve endings that are in the muscles and in and around the joints, which you know, basically tell our brain where we are in time and space. It, that proprioception is a sense you have that with your eyes closed, you can stick your arm out straight, and you know your arm is straight, and you can bend your arm to 90 degrees, and you know it's bent to 90 degrees without looking at it because you have those nerve endings in there that tell you where you are in time and space. Then the third area of sensory input is interoception. So interoception is our, our sense of internal homeostasis. It really lives in the brain in the insular lobe, and a, uh, a vast amount of the sensory input we get through the vagus nerve, innervating the heart and lungs and the gut. So as a, a very midline structure of the body along with the pelvic floor, that's where we see these, the, the, the gut issues and, the, and pelvic floor issues sometimes, not always, um, but sometimes kind of collide. Because if the pelvic hmm. floor is not supporting the gut, then that can result in some issues. I'm sorry, go ahead. Well, no, one, one of the things I've discovered uh, in my research for GERD is that uh, they say that there's no way to exercise the lower esophageal sphincter, but that's not true. Belly breathing actually causes the esophageal sphincter, the lower one, to, uh, to tighten up. And no one belly breathes anymore because everybody wants to have flat abs. You know, we want to always look like... Uh, Marky Mark uh, in that in that bill, billboard ad in, in Times Square every second of the day. I mean, I'm sitting here and noticing it myself. I can feel my shoulders rolling forward because my thorax is being pulled down because I'm I'm keeping my abs tight all the time, and I have to consciously think about breathing and allowing my stomach to come out as I breathe. It's a con. I mean, I've, I've been programmed for so yeah. long. Not to let my abs loosen up. Uh, it's just it's just astonishing to me. So belly breathing is really critical, and most people don't do it. Um, they don't even know to do it. No one talks about it, and it's really something that probably would re- resolve a lot of different problems uh, if people yeah. paid attention to it. Well, let's let's tie that to the pelvic floor. So great point, right? So without a without a balance of tension and relaxation in breathing. Right, if we maintain if we maintain it, you know, uh, abdominal kind of contraction because of because of that's all the things you just talked about. Then the diaphragm cannot contract fully. So in the so the diaphragm, right, that which which divides our thoracic cavity from our abdominal cavity, is basically a, a parachute or dome shaped muscle that splits those two cavities. And when it contracts, it goes down, flattens out like a pizza. When it stretches, that means it comes back up into a dome. So if we are breathing correctly, diaphragmatically, and, we have, and we're not contracting the abdominal muscles all the time, then as that diaphragm contracts and moves shape from a dome shape down to a pizza shape, basically, or flat, then it's gently pushing and moving the guts, promoting gut motility or mobility, in, in the organs of our abdominal cavity. 
which is a good thing. We want them to be moving around, and we want them to be massaged. The other thing that's happening there, point two, this would be three points. So there's there's one that diaphragmatic breathing improves gut motility because it pushes and moves and massages, in a sense, the guts, which can help with gut issues. The second point, then, is that the inner, the, from a neurological standpoint, the innervation that's happening as we breathe, phrenic nerve innervates the, the, the diaphragm, but then as the guts move, they then are getting, where the brain is getting sensory input from the guts. That is through the vagus nerve, right? So vagus nerve also innervates the heart and lungs. So mm-hmm. you're getting more input about your gut to your brain. So your brain has a better map of that area. So it feels better about it. Right, because it, it because it understands the area more because it's moving. We have to have movement for our brain to really pick up areas. The third point then is in ties with the pelvic floor. So if you imagine, if you if you imagine a uh, our torso all the way down to our bottom of our pelvis, right, as a cylinder, and we have the midway through it, we've got the the, the diaphragm, and at the bottom, we've got the pelvic floor. As you inhale, the diaphragm moves downward, and in correct pelvic floor function, the pelvic floor would actually uh, relax and also move downward. And as you exhale and the diaphragm moves up and goes more into this dome shape, the pelvic floor should gently contract and pull up as well. So you've got this... From both ends, as far as the gut is concerned, you should have this movement, right, downward on inhale, upward on exhale, that helps uh, move and provide motility to uh, all the organs uh, in the gut and as you get into the, pel- uh, the, the pelvis and bladder, etc. Does that all... Makes sense? Yeah, it does, actually. What I want to do is I want to take a quick commercial break. When we come back, I want to pick this up on the other side. We're talking today. This is Military Fitness Radio with my co-host, Nate Morrison. We're talking right now with Pat Marquez and Mary Wilson about your pelvic floor. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. you followed my transformation on Facebook, you've been wondering what I've done to create such dramatic results. One of the things is I've started every day with the Kegenics Prime and then trained fasted and remained fasted until my first meal at 2 o'clock. Kegenics Prime gives me all the energy I need while shutting down hunger. And since the ketones are bound to a quad mineral blend, I'm getting all the magnesium, calcium, potassium, and sodium I need to keep my minerals in balance. Try Kegenics Prime yourself. Go to superhumanradio.com and click the Kegenics banner ad today and save 25% off your first purchase. Kegenics Prime. I couldn't have done it without. Guess who's back? Age Force is back with a buy one, get one free introductory offer to the Superhuman Radio audience. Choose from any of their amazingly popular patches. Their HGH Secretagog patch, testosterone booster, fat burner, anti-inflammatory patch. All of them buy one, get one free. Nootropic memory enhancer, melatonin and GABA, resveratrol, the list goes on and on. No one, I repeat, no one has the most complete list of patch-delivered supplements than age force go to superhumanradio.net and click the age force banner ad today and get buy one get one free for the entire superhuman radio audience check it out don't wait if you suffer from abdominal bloating relief is here introducing Atron-til. 
Developed by a board-certified gastroenterologist, it relieves bloating where it starts, in the small bowel. That's why works while other remedies don't. In clinical trials, 88% of bloating sufferers who use prescription medications with no relief found relieve their symptoms, and it's available without a prescription because is made from a patented molecular combination of botanical extracts. It's not a probiotic. Plus, it's natural, vegan, gluten-free, and non-GMO. A-T-R-A-N-T-I-L 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 Even the name is proven to make you feel better. Go to lovemytummy.com and use code SHR for 10% off. That's code SHR at lovemytummy.com lovemytummy.com Mitochondrial uncoupling is the holy grail of fat loss. Making mitochondria work harder raises body temperature and metabolic rate without the jitters of stimulants. Now there is an over-the-counter mitochondrial uncoupler that will let you shred your body down to the last pounds of body fat. It's Trojan Horse. This is the supplement breakthrough of the decade. Go to superhumanradio.com and click the Trojan Horse banner ad. Use coupon code SHR and save 20% off your order today. BlackstoneLabs.com. Trojan Horse. There are a few products that I believe in the way I believe in CanSee eye drops. I've been using CanSee for six months now, and the changes in my vision are nothing short of amazing. Wow, that's an old commercial. The truth is, I've been using CanSee eye drops for 11 years now, and I credit CanSee eye drops as being the reason that I do not need reading glasses at 58 years old. CanSee eye drops improve the quality and health of your eyes indefinitely. That's why I both use and endorse Cansee eye drops. Go to wisechoicemedicine.com and learn about how Cansee eye drops can improve the health of your eyes and the quality of your vision today. Whether your goal is to build muscle or burn fat, you'll find everything you need at Redcon One. Need help getting a good night's sleep? Try Fade Out or the most popular pre-workout supplement on the market today, Total War. Sign up for their new transformation challenge and win $10,000 or shop for apparel that people at the gym will know that you are serious about your training. Need a testosterone booster that works? Check out Boomstick. Whatever you need, you'll find the best quality supplements on the market at Redcon One. Go to Redcon1.com. That's R-E-D-C-O-N, the number one.com, or go to superhumanradio.net and click the Redcon One banner ad today. This is the Superhuman Channel, where brawn and brains finally meet. Welcome back to Military Fitness Radio. Today we're talking about pelvic floor muscle dysfunction with Pat Marquez and Mary Wilson. Of course, my co-host Nate Morrison is here. If Nate thinks it's important, it's got to be important because Nate doesn't waste his time on things that don't affect his performance. Uh, and really, in the end, even if you're not a warrior, you should only spend your time doing the things that give you the best bang for your buck. Let's face it, we're all so busy. Um, do you think that a lot of the current lumbar spine issues, which I have also, you know, I, I attribute it to sitting a lot, uh, but more so I attribute it to heavy uh, vertical loading of the spine when I was squatting and deadlifting uh, very heavy for decades. Um, do you think that that contributes, Mary, to the uh, pelvic floor dysfunction issue? Is, 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 it, is it pulling the curve out of the lumbar spine and compressing those discs all day long while you're just doing nothing? Right. I think any any time that 
that you add dysfunction to the structures that surround your pelvis, that is only contributing to pelvic floor dysfunction. But but it's more, but more, but more specifically, order, right? but more specifically, the lumbar spine itself. You know, the the, the L you know L four L five S one seems to be a big problem for a lot of people today, and they and a lot of them don't lift. A lot of them are just average people. Do you think that the pelvic floor dysfunction is contributing specifically to lumbar spine issues? It definitely can, Carl. It definitely can because if you're if you're pelvic floor is not functioning correctly, right? And and Let's face it, this should be reflexive, right? Just like I shouldn't walk around all day flexing my abs like Marky Mark. I, I shouldn't be walking all day contracting my pelvic floor or trying to do it, right? It's, it should be reflexive uh, uh, contraction relaxation as necessary. It should be automatic, right? So when, that dis- when you have dysfunction there and it is not working well, it is not supporting Think about it. It's the very base of your trunk, right? If it is not supporting you correctly, something else has to make up the difference. And it is so, often the lumbar area. Jump in there, Nate. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah. Well, what I was going to say is one of the things that I'm, that I'm already seeing and taking from what Pat's saying that, that relates directly to, to lumbar is that remember what he talked about with the, the, the relationship between the diaphragm and the pelvic floor. Um, and so, and I guess I'll back up just for a minute, um, because one of the observations I have is that if that pelvic floor is moving the way that it should, what that's going to do is it's going to reduce the, uh, intracompartmental pressure of the abdomen when, when breathing. And what that does, see, if, if you, for example, when we did all this high tension stuff, um, you know, which was bracing the abs and, and all of this other fun stuff. But the problem is, is that when you create pressure in that compartment, in the abdominal compartment, um, you're, you're cutting off blood flow, you're increasing um, blood pressure. Uh, there's, there's a whole cascade of things that, that happen, and all of them are negative. Um, so then if you look at kind of, I guess, a little bit of the inverse here, if, if you don't have the proper resting tonus and the proper relationship between the diaphragm, your breathing, and the pelvic floor what you've got is you've got instability of the pelvic floor. And if you've got instability somewhere, your body will find a way to brace or stabilize to compensate. the best of its ability yeah, somewhere to comp- else. Compensate with something else, exactly. Yeah. It, exactly. Am I way off, Pat, or what? <laughs> Set me straight. No. No, yeah, definitely. Because, remember, the brain's number one job is your survival, not awesome yep. performance. Performance <laughs> is a gift that your brain gives you when it feels good about you. Right? So survival is number one. That means getting the job done in whatever means possible. So if if you've got areas that are not doing their job, such as the pelvic floor, other areas are going to have to pick up the slack for stabilization at the low part of the the trunk, right? And that can manifest at the lower back. That can manifest at, uh, it can even manifest in the thoracic area. Can also manifest mm-hmm. in stabilizing musculature of the lower body, like the adductors. I mean, that's a fairly common one as well. Hypersensitive yeah. and very tight adductors, in order to support the pelvis, because the pelvic floor musculature is not doing its job. But so what? So what? Right. Okay. So once we determine someone has a pelvic floor dysfunction, what steps can be taken to help them correct that? Besides, like I'm already paying attention to my 
my abs and I, I'm forcing myself to relax them so that my belly kind of comes out a little bit and I'm breathing and I can feel my belly moving when I breathe as opposed to it staying stationary when I breathe. So that, you know, obviously awareness is the first step, but what specific exercises can we do? Yeah, you're right. Awareness is job one. And uh, the diaphragmatic breathing that you're talking about that you're doing is is often the very first thing we'll check to. Never found anyone who had pelvic floor issues that breathe diaphragmatically or correctly. That they, they almost always come together. So the first thing is the diaphragm. Does the diaphragm work well? And and can you diaphragmatically breathe? So you know we got several different thrills that we do to do that, but the you know, getting that diaphragmatic breathing and relaxation of the abdominal muscles is job one. The second thing then is to have the awareness of what's happening when you're breathing. So with the pelvic floor and the and the diaphragm. So that uh, kind of pelvic floor breathing is, as an example, you would lay down and breathe diaphragmatically, right? Breathe into the belly. The belly should rise as you're breathing, as you're inhaling, and descend as you exhale. And then you have to start to focus on what is happening on both of those things. On the inhalation, do you feel your pelvic floor, right, kind of relax and move downward, right? And then on inhalation, do you feel a, it should be a gentle contraction? It shouldn't be a you know locked down like you're about to squat contraction. But do you feel a gentle contraction and rising and pulling inward of the pelvic floor? So you have to find that awareness of where your pelvic floor is first. Well, right? and one one easy trick, one easy tool that I will use, Carl, is have people lay on their side and have a balloon. And try to blow the balloon up, and the muscles that you typically have to use to blow up a balloon come from your pelvic floor. So just that uh. that balloon to to blow up, you will find where because women especially will <clears throat> think, well, it, it's Kegel. I know how to do Kegels, but that's not that's not all fourteen of those muscles that need to be part of that. So lay on your side, try to blow up a balloon, and you will get a bit more awareness of where that pelvic floor is, and then you will know in that diaphragmatic breathing if it is functioning the way you want it to. The reason you do it on your side is because if you're sitting, the, the, the chair or the seat that you're using actually fixes the pelvic floor stationary, so the pelvic floor is not going to move as easily and readily, right? Right. Okay. Yep. Well, and, and that's a brilliant a brilliant drill if you think about it from the dynamics because what what you have to do in that drill is is you actually have to do a, a lot of you know bracing of the pelvic floor and the diaphragm to create the intrathoracic pressure to blow up the balloon to act against that resistance and and so i, I just admire the hell out of that drill that's just brilliant so simple um are there any specific? I, I, I hear a lot about the psoas, about stretching the psoas, so that it. Uh, so how do you say it? it's P S O A S, right? Is that, there's a P in front of it? I yeah. think, right? Um, it, stretching it. Uh, the, the, is that critical to kind of allow full range of motion if there isn't even such a thing of pelvic floor? Yeah, that can help. Well, any of that musculature on in and around the, the pelvis is needs to be moving well to get your the really full um, automatic or autonomic uh, contraction and stability of the pelvic floor. So if you if you have very tight psoas, that, that would be one thing we will work on with folks as well because, like we talked earlier, 
you're, you're, if your psoas are, are very tight and contract, over-contracted, then you're going to be driven into an anterior pelvic tilt and then uh, really not setting the pelvic floor muscles up for success in doing their job reflexively. We, we we have to take a quick commercial break again because I got to get back on clock because the first segment went kind of long. But I, I, just in a couple minutes, the hip thrust has become a, a very popular exercise amongst men and women uh, because everybody's fixated on building big, round gluteus muscles. Is this a good thing or bad thing for, for the uh, pelvic floor? It can it, it can be both actually. Uh, it's it's it, you know it's not a bad thing uh, unless you can't differentiate between uh, gluteal contraction and pelvic floor contraction. And we can talk about how you can do that when we come back from the break. Okay, all right. So let's do this. Let's take a quick commercial break. We'll be right back. I just have to get back on clock. Thank you for your patience, everybody. We'll be right back. Dessert again with the new 100% natural line of high-protein, low-carb Quest protein bars. I love lemon cream pie and strawberry cheesecake, but you can choose from chocolate peanut butter, coconut cashew, or cinnamon roll as well. No matter which one you try, you'll feel like you're eating dessert. But this is no ordinary dessert. With 20 grams of high-quality whey protein isolate, 17 grams of prebiotic fiber, and sweetened with stevia, these bars will make you feel like you're cheating, but you're not. Go to superhumanradio.com and click the Quest Protein Bar banner ad to learn more about these clean and delicious protein bars. Hey, this is Carl. Start your day just like I do with a high-dose lipospheric vitamin C from Live On Labs. You too can benefit from Live On Labs' lipospheric delivery system. No more pills or powders. That's outdated technology. Live On Labs has the world's most efficient vitamin delivery system, period. Learn a lot more today at liveonlabs.com and benefit from their new reduced pricing. That's liveonlabs.com, L-I-V-O-N, labs.com. U.S. Wellness Meats is the leader in home-delivered, high-quality animal protein. Grass-fed beef, lamb, bison, and dairy. Plus, wild-caught seafood, heritage pork, and free-range poultry. Everything delivered right to your door within days of your order. There is no one better to supply you and your family with the highest-quality pastured meat product and dairy than U.S. Wellness Meats. Save 15% off when you use the coupon code SHR. Go to superhumanradio.com and click the U.S. Wellness Meets banner ad today. New Mass Pro Synthogen X2 just upped its own legendary game. To distance itself even further from the rest of the pack, Synthogen X2 now has double the key active ingredients. If you've ever wondered what steroid-like recovery feels like, Synthogen X2 delivers. See why others compare it favorably to powerful bodybuilding drugs at Synthogen.com. Mass Pro Synthogen. When you train with it, you'll gain with it. 74% of Americans are living with digestive issues. They take pills and potions to mask the symptoms but never address the root cause. Introducing GI Ultramax Pro, a complex of scientifically substantiated all-star ingredients that reestablish your gut's operating system, allowing you to be better shielded against the bad actors in your food and environment. The gut is complicated and it takes GI Ultramax Pro to deliver real long-lasting results. Go to superhumanradio.net and click the GI Ultramax Pro banner ad or visit MotherEarthLabs.com and use code SHR for free shipping. When's the last time you look forward to taking your pre-workout? I mean like thinking about it the night before, shaking it up, anticipating the way it tastes. 
the music starts to thump louder. The weight starts to get lighter. Get ready to feel that way. Bounty Hunter is that pre-workout. Bounty Hunter will make you believe in pre-workouts again. Get free shipping with code SHR on a jug of ridiculously delicious, badass, vanilla bourbon Bounty Hunter. Go to wildwestnutrition.com or click the banner ad at superhumanradio.net. Whether your goal is to build muscle or burn fat, you'll find everything you need at Redcon 1. Need help getting a good night's sleep? Try Fade Out or the most popular pre-workout supplement on the market today, Total War. Sign up for their new trans transformation challenge and win $10,000 or shop for apparel that people at the gym will know that you are serious about your training. Need a testosterone booster that works? Check out Boomstick. Whatever you need, you'll find the best quality supplements on the market at Redcon 1. Go to Redcon1.com. That's R-E-D-C-O-N, the number one.com, or go to superhumanradio.net and click the Redcon 1 banner ad today. This is the Superhuman Channel, where we use oxygen for the power of good. Welcome back to Superhuman Radio. This is Military Fitness Radio. Every Thursday, first hour, tune in live. Tiffany Bruce is listening live, and she uh, wants uh, Mary Wilson also to address special exercises for women because she says uh, all the women she knows that have had children complain about this problem, including herself. Uh, so are the, are the exercise, well, I want to get back to what we were talking about. So talk about the hip thrust and then let's talk about, is there a differentiation between what women do and what men do for this? Go ahead. You, you, you go back to that, Pat. Okay. So, uh, one way to, I, I guess real quick, we were first going to have to talk about the basic drills for the pelvic floor. You know, even though we talked about there being three layers of musculature, which anatomically there is, that's it, really difficult for anyone to really differentiate uh, sensory-wise the three layers. So we, we work with our clients, and we just talk about, hey, think of a two layers, superficial layer and a deep layer. So when you're training the superficial layer, you're first going to try to contract front to back, a feeling of you know where the connection is from the pubic synthesis to, back to the coccyx or tailbone, and see if you can make that contraction, and then a side-to-side contraction from the two sit bones or ischial tuberosities. So when you can diff- when you start to be able to differentiate between that, and that can take some time, um, that's kind of superficial layer. And then when you're thinking deep layer, you basically think about two inches up and pulling that second layer, that deeper layer, straight upward, like towards your head. Right now, the key point when you're trying to contract the superficial layer, the deep layer, and this is the, the great crime that has been done to women, I think, uh, in particular with Kegels, is that no one ever talked about the relaxation that should happen. And so it's just, hey, do 100 Kegels, right? So there's, there's over-contracting these areas. So what, the, here's the key to remember when you're trying to contract superficial layer, front to back, side to side, and the deep layer where you're trying to kind of pull, you know, about two inches in, you're trying to pull that area up is that your relaxation between contractions, contraction should be maybe about five seconds of a hard contraction, and the relaxation should be at least two to three times as long, so 10 to 15 seconds of relaxing that musculature between reps. And we usually have our clients do that pelvic floor awareness breathing we talked about before. So I, I contract hard, and then as I relax for about three breaths, I'm trying to feel when my diaphragm, goes down as I inhale, do I feel my pelvic floor 
relax and move downward? And then as I inhale, do I feel my pelvic floor rise up as my diaphragm rises up and then go into the next contraction? That was a lot of stuff right there. Is that? that right. So, so, so my, my, my question, you, you guys have a website, right? <clears throat> yes. yes. What's your website? www.cshpr.com. C-H- cshpr.com. Yes. Yep. Okay. And we are working on we are working on getting a series of videos. That's and, what I was going to ask. Okay. And uh, instructions for pelvic floor, you know, to to identify dysfunction and then to go through the strengthening and and uh, repair, you know, all all of the things that can can bring you back to a healthy pelvic floor for men or women. And that's what I was going to ask you, like a YouTube video or something would be really great because I'm imagining, uh, you know, not to be vulgar, but kind of like a humping movement almost uh, uh, to to kind of activate and and relax the the pelvic floor. But maybe I'm not getting it. Um, that's, I, that's that's a bit much movement, Carl. Okay. 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 <laughs> that's what's hard is because it isn't it isn't as easy as seeing a bicep contraction or your quads contract or your glutes contract. It's it's internal, and so um, just for the lay population to to be able to really identify those muscles and and feel them internally. That's why I anybody that I work with, I have to keep their balloon closed so that they can always go back to finding where, you know, that base, that pelvic floor is, um, through this, they need to really get comfortable with with that that area and that awareness before they can really work on proper strengthening. So that, that, that lay on your side and blow up a balloon is really critical to find your pelvic floor, first of all, in the first first. I think at first, truly, because it, it's just not something people think about. It's not an area that, that we focus on. So one of the things that I do in order to um, promote lumbar spine health is I, I own an inversion table, and I've, I've owned one for I don't know how long, and I get a completely upside down in it where I'm just hanging from my ankles. And after I relax, I feel a lot of different vertebrae pop, um, and I know that I'm stretched out. And the way I know I'm stretched out is because when I first get in it, I can make a fist and fit it between my head and the floor. And then as I stretch out, I can't do that. I actually uh, elongate about an inch by the time I relax all. And it's all about relaxation. I relax all the muscles in my abs. I let my hips stretch. I let everything stretch out. But then once I'm completely stretched out, I, I do something that I've called milking the spine. I, I kind of move my hips side to side and then relax and side to side. And then I do the same thing with forward and back, which is kind of like a, a humping movement, movement. Am I doing any, anything beneficial for my pelvic floor when I'm doing the, those uh, movements? Well, what you're doing, Carl, is you're promoting uh, pelvic mobility, which is, which is a good thing. And, uh, yes, it is uh, promoting better pelvic floor, uh, just awareness and activation. So as you tilt forward and back the, the uh, humping movement you talked about, mm-hmm. You're going into an anterior pelvic tilt and a posterior pelvic tilt. Right. So posterior pelvic tilt is like when you're tucking your tailbone, right? Yes. Right. So what you're doing is creating mobility at your sacroiliac joint, right? Right where the the 
the ilium of the two pelvis come into the sacrum, super important joint. And if you think about it, that is the point at which your upper body meets your lower body. Um, and dysfunction there can promote a lot of uh, pelvic floor issues as well, just as in the, the lumbar spine. So, yeah, you are by creating pelvic mobility at that sacroiliac joint. Interesting. So, Carl, I want to uh, jump in real quick with Please. an old wives' tale here. Um, I, I was wondering if you guys could comment on this. I, I'm, you know, I grew up in the Northeast Kingdom of Vermont, and the women here absolutely swear that after you've had uh, a child, you've got to get back into walking as soon as you can. And for the first year to 18 months, you had better be walking um, at least an hour a day briskly um, every every day for a good 18 months in order for everything down there to uh, come back to normal. And so what I'm wondering is what is the benefit of simple walking um, on 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 the pelvic floor? Is this something that where where just being a very good walker uh, can can restore function there, or or are they are they totally wrong, halfway wrong, or what do you think? Well, I, I, I would agree, really. I think, so walking is a, the, the, the one really, truly, fully loaded thing we do all, all day long. Hopefully, mm-hmm. we do it all day long, right? Yeah. Um, so it, what's, what's good about it is it's not only forcing you to, to move, but also to reflexively stabilize in the right. spine musculature, pelvic musculature, and pelvic floor itself. So it really can have a, a good effect by the virtue of just that. Stabilization must happen or you fall over, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so that's probably why that has become, and you know, you know the deal, a lot of things like that, you know, the, you know, old wise tales or whatever, uh, are all formed out of some level of truth, right? Because it, it, right. it has worked. And I call it N, um, I call it N equals many type research. You know, instead of N equals one, right. you've got consent. You've got an unorganized study going on over the course of you know hundreds of years, quite often. Yeah, right. and so, and so that's basically what happens is that that's that forces it's it's like uh, gentle resistance training, if you will, yeah. for spinal and pelvic and pelvis pelvic floor musculature to be forced to stabilize in order to mm-hmm. walk, really. Yeah. You know, it's funny. Well, I, I crushed, I crushed my, I, I crushed a, a, a lumbar a, a disc once and developed a severe um, problem with my sciatic nerve in the right leg where I had foot drop. And Stuart McGill, who wrote a great book on uh, fixing your own back, uh, told me that you just walk, and sure enough, walking corrects a lot of lumbar spine issues, and I, I don't have drop foot anymore, which is kind of counterintuitive. You would think, like, the last thing you'd want to do is start walking. You'd want to let it heal. So that kind of plays into what you were saying, Nate. Go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, and, and I think Mary wanted to jump in on, on there, too. Please. Well, just just with with the walking, let's hope that you're breathing during uh. all of the, you know. <laughs> so it, it all is, it all is. The whole body all the time, just with everything yeah. that has to go into a, what we consider a very simple activity. Mm-hmm. Do you find that people who live with a lot of stress tend to have pelvic floor issues because they, they have, they shallow, they shallow breathe and they, they kind of crunch forward and they, uh, and, and, you know what I mean? That whole syndrome of stress, it's kind of like you become almost like a, 
one of those roly-poly bugs where you kind of roll into a ball over time. <laughs> yes, definitely. We call it the threat bucket. Interesting. <laughs> the Z-Hill performance systems, right? So your nervous system is like a, like a bucket, right? But the spout's at the top, not at the bo- towards the bottom. And a lot of things go into that threat bucket. So any you know prior injuries you've had, visual issues, vestibular issues, your work stress, your relationship stress, etc., that fills that bucket up. And at a certain point, that it's going that level is going to reach that spout, and that output is going to be pain, right, and anxiety, and depression, and things like that. All those things are, are mm-hmm. outputs. We talked about the three levels of input before: exteroception proprioception and introception. That's the input, right? Your brain, it has to make a decision, or it has to interpret all those inputs and make a decision. That decision it makes is the output you get. If it's awesome movement, that's because the input was good and the brain could interpret it well. If that output is pain, a lack of strength, a lack of flexibility, anxiety, if that's the output, right, then, then, just focusing on the output isn't necessarily going to get the job done, right? Oh, you've got pain here. Let's treat the side of pain. Oh, you have weak glutes. Let's just work your glutes. Oh, you have stiff hamstrings. Let's just stretch your hamstrings. You know, that probably works you know, at best 50% of the time because there's an output-focused model, which is their biomechanical model, which is, you know, health and fitness industry and the medical industry. That's kind of what we know, right? But when we focus yeah. on the nervous system, we go, maybe we can make a change. We change the input. We change the input and we're going to get a different output. Doctor, right. so perfect example. Some people, even though we'll jump off the pelvic floor for a second, but a perfect example of that is: have you ever heard about kids with dyslexia? And then if you take a uh, a yellow colored, you know, transparency and put it over the page, they can read better mm, because yeah. you change the visual input. Yeah, I have heard that. Nice. So. That's, that's what we're trying to do is change the input. And then when we're talking about the pelvic floor, it starts with awareness and being able to contract and relax so that because once you, it's like anything else, if you have a great squat pattern and you work on jumping and you do it well, then when you're jumping in a basketball game, you're not thinking about how your foot lands or what your knee's orientation to your foot or things like that, but you, you will land better because you train it, right? Do the drill, forget that. Yeah. Same thing in the pelvic floor. If you train the pelvic floor and you create awareness and you create contra- the contractile capability and relaxation, then it happens autonomically, and you and then you gain the right kind of stability there. Wait, so, wait. Uh, if I can jump in, Carl, yeah. on uh, with, with a question here, I um, I know we're getting towards the end of the hour, and one of the things that I wanted to get into is the practical performance perspective and. Uh, the only the only example I have from my from my own experience in real life is when I was uh, training with a gentleman who uh, was was uh, he taught a lot of the old samurai martial arts and so we worked with uh, with swords a lot and he told us one day that one of the one of the key secrets to a, a wide variety of the cuts that we used to do was um, it, at first he described it as, as basically squeezing your your anus but it wasn't that. It, it was actually squeezing. Uh, it was contracting all of the muscles of the pelvic floor, which which he walked us into into doing that. And I noticed immediately, and this kind of comes back to your lumbar spine thing, is that immediately upon doing that, you had so much more power. 
you had so much more stability in the in the pelvis and the low back because when you're when you're cutting you're hinged forward just a little bit um and it was just it was just unbelievable the uh the improvement in performance and he said you know a lot of times he said they won't teach you that for a solid 20 years that's one of those little secrets they just kind of keep from you so that's my only practical experience and i was wondering if if the folks over in the springs could talk about any other practical uh, performance issues that come up from this dysfunction. Yeah. Well, the, the first of all, it's just your ability to actually one well, two aspects. One, stabilize your whole core, right? So if you mm-hmm. have dysfunction in the pelvis, then it doesn't matter how many crunches you're doing, Right, doesn't matter how many back extension works you're doing, things like that. That you're not going to have the the full amount of stability. So when you load yourself under a barbell, you're going to lack stability in, in in that area. And so mm-hmm. there's a stability. And then the other is just what you were talking about, Nate. What you experienced is your ability to produce power, produce and 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 produce strength becomes a lot greater because you the reflexive uh, contraction and stabilization of that area is the is the, the the keystone, if you will, to the rest of the structure moving upward. Gotcha, gotcha. And and so this really becomes it. It's one of those things where uh, uh, again another martial arts analogy is is we, we would always talk about where are you leaking energy, um, mm. and that that came back to posture and and posture, structure, alignment, those, those types of issues. Um, and so I, it, it sounds to me like this entire issue is one of, um, you know, it, it, it's of health, it's of performance, um, just, just general performance, I guess. And then um, I, I guess, well, I guess posture, alignment, structure, and all that it speaks to performance as well. I was trying to Kind of isolate that in my mind. I would imagine. Work. I would imagine everything from running and your stride changes if your pelvic floor isn't working right. If you're squatting, your 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 your, your pelvic floor plays a large role um, in in the development of of power because that you know uh, your, your pelvic is like one end of the chassis, right? Yeah. And so it, it, I got to believe that it really does play a large role in a lot of different things uh, that so, may or may not be easily measurable. Yeah, so I'm curious now. Actually, now that we've we've kind of gone through that, I, and and so I'm I'm curious to hear Pat and Mary's uh, thoughts on this. Is that when I think about obstacle negotiation, uh, some of the stuff that is the most difficult for people to do. If you can imagine, um, you've got a flat roof that overhangs uh, a, a low building or something, and let's say you put your back to the wall and you jump up, so you're grabbing that roof, but uh, with palms towards you. Um, and then doing kind of a legless movement to get up over that roof, um, that is unbelievably difficult for most people. And I'm just wondering, it, it, you know, in obstacle negotiation, would a disconnect, would dysfunction in the, in the pelvic floor cause so many red flags that, you know, so many bad inputs that, that the, the brain says, no, forget it, we're not doing that. Um, is, is there merit to that? Yeah. So, uh, real quickly, this is Doctor Grogan, and unfortunately, Pat had to step out. We're we're coming up to a hard stop. Well, and we're and we're actually going long. We got to pull the plug on this interview. So, if you could answer that really quickly, it'd be great. <laughs> yeah, real quickly. 
Yeah, so so the, the the key to that, to being able to, to lift the legs up over one's head, is, is, is a, a matter of being able to generate enough pressure in the core so that the muscles of the core and the back have something to push against. And so if the, if the pelvic floor is not adequate and it's leaking pressure, as you were uh, referring to in just, uh, just moments ago in the martial arts analogy, then there's no way for the core to generate any leverage because there's nothing to push against. Makes perfect sense. And on that note, we have to pull the plug on this episode of Military Fitness Radio. Thanks to everybody in Colorado for being on the air. Nate, I'll talk to you later, my brother. Absolutely. And uh, and we're going to take one quick commercial break, and when we come back, we'll have Jay Campbell and Jim Brown on talking about their new book, The Ultimate Testosterone Bible. Stay tuned. Who's back? Age Force is back with a buy one, get one free introductory offer to the superhuman radio audience. Choose from any of their amazingly popular patches their HGH Secretagogue patch, Testosterone Booster, Fat Burner, Anti Inflammatory Patch, all of them buy one, get one free. Nootropic Memory Enhancer, Melatonin and GABA, Resveratrol, the list goes on and on. No one, I repeat, no one has the most complete list of patch delivered supplements than Age Force. Go to superhumanradio.net and Click the Age Force banner ad today and get buy one, get one free for the entire superhuman radio audience. Check it out. Don't wait. Do you know how to properly use carbohydrates to ignite your performance in the field and in the gym? You will now, thanks to this free book by EFX Sports. The Carb User's Guide for Maximum Performance reveals why omitting carbohydrates from your diet can totally crush your gains. Ever wonder how many grams you need for your specific sport? Not anymore. We give you the critical number you need to dominate your competition. You'll even discover the super carb that's taking the athletic world by storm. You must try it to believe it. Go to getcarbolin.com forward slash carb guide today and get your copy absolutely free. Once again, it's G-E-T-K-A-R-B-O-L-Y-N.com forward slash C-A-R-B-G-U-I-D-E. The benefits of a keto diet are immeasurable health resist disease mental function and even performance but getting into ketosis can take weeks if even at all now you can get into ketosis in 10 minutes keto cana is the first ketone powder that has been clinically shown to switch you into a ketogenic state by providing a rush of ketones into the bloodstream like to train fasted or want to spare more muscle glycogen during workouts take a shot of keto cana and hit it hard go to superhumanradio.com and click the keto cana banner ad today now, the number one best-selling non-hormonal anabolic agent at PredatorNutrition.com. Progenadrex has established itself as the category killer. If you're having difficulty gaining muscle while staying lean, you owe it to yourself to try Progenadrex. 100% of store reviews rated it at five stars, the highest possible ranking. And today, right now, there are guys pouring their hearts out in the gym with little or nothing to show for it. Don't waste any more time. Go to PredatorNutrition.com today and get Progenadrex, the world's absolute best drug-free muscle gainer. There are a few products that I believe in the way I believe in CanSee eye drops. I've been using CanSee for six months now, and the changes in my vision are nothing short of amazing. Wow, that's an old commercial. The truth is, I've been using CanSee eye drops for 11 years now, and I credit CanSee eye drops as being the reason that I do not need reading glasses at 58 years old. CanSee eye drops improve the quality and health of your eyes indefinitely. 
That's why I both use and endorse Cansi Eye Drops. Go to wisechoicemedicine.com and learn about how Cansi Eye Drops can improve the health of your eyes and the quality of your vision today. When's the last time you look forward to taking your pre-workout? I mean like thinking about it the night before, shaking it up, anticipating the way it tastes. The music starts to thump louder. The weight starts to get lighter. Get ready to feel that way. Bounty Hunter is that pre-workout. Bounty Hunter will make you believe in pre-workouts again. Get free shipping with code SHR on a jug of ridiculously delicious, badass vanilla bourbon Bounty Hunter. Go to wildwestnutrition.com or click the banner ad at superhumanradio.net. Ever feel like you want something crunchy? From the company that gave us the Quest Protein Bar, now comes the Quest High Protein Potato Chips. With 21 grams of high-quality protein and only 5 grams of carbs and no artificial artificial ingredients. Just like Quest Bars, you'll feel like you're cheating, but you're not. Go to superhumanradio.com and click the Quest High Protein Potato Chip banner ad today and get ready to be satisfied. Thanks to Quest Nutrition, chips just aren't what they used to be. You're listening to the Superhuman Channel. We're ripped and we're ready. Welcome back. Testosterone is actually under siege right now in our population, uh, at least in the United States. I don't think it's this way in other countries, i got to be honest with you. You've heard me say on this show numerous times that women have affected evolution through selection. They have selected men for certain qualities because they wanted those qualities to be in their offspring. But men have made evolution possible because of testosterone. Because testosterone fuels the ability to leave the cave and hunt, to go to war and protect, and literally to pursue women and have children with them. But all of a sudden, testosterone and masculinity are under siege. And listen, this is not some joke, folks. A study was just published a couple weeks ago that showed that male fertility is at threateningly low levels right now. This particular scientist is predicting that if it's not corrected in 50 years, we could actually see a drop in population rates because men won't be able to father children. It's scary, scary times, but nobody's paying attention to it because there's this underlying hatred for men and testosterone. Well, the two guys I'm going to talk to right now and introduce you to, they're loaded with testosterone and they want people to understand that testosterone isn't scary, but it's actually perhaps the elixir of life for men. And that's Jay Campbell and Jim Brown. How you guys doing? Carl, thanks for letting us on your show today, man. Fast. Excited to be here, man. Excellent. I'm happy yep. to hear. Yeah, thanks, and, and Carl. We appreciate it. So this is a second iteration of a book that you wrote a while ago, isn't it? Um, kind of, yeah. So the first book that was written in 2015 was the Definitive Testosterone Replacement Therapy Manual. Um, and then this book is way above, I mean, which started to be what you said it was, which was kind of like a, a second version, became... Um, oh, so much more, as Jim, as Jim knows, and it's, uh, it's close to 600 pages with more than 600 research citations. So beyond, like, testosterone optimization therapy, it's kind of a book on life optimization. You know, we actually have stuff about spirituality, you know, meditation, healing. I mean, there's, it's just unbelievable. It's a very, very in-depth book. So, so what, what people need to understand, and I, I've been on, on a hormone replacement therapy, and I, I use a multi-hormone replacement therapy approach, which I'm sure a lot of people do. But I've been on HRT since 2007. Um, I, 
I've told this story before, but for the, those who are listening to the show for the first time because of this interview, um, when I first got on TRT, uh, I gave the analogy that imagine you're living in a warehouse and it has 100 bright light bulbs in it. And every single year, just one light bulb goes out. By the 40th year, 40 light bulbs are going out, are out, but, but the transition is so slow from year to year that you don't notice anything. And then all of a sudden, somebody comes in in one day and replaces all 40 of those light bulbs. And you look up and you go, holy crap, is this how bright it used to be in here? That is what happened to me when I got on TRT. I all of a sudden had the energy to live life again, to pursue dreams, the mental energy to withstand the perils of day day in and day out life. Depression went away. I had the ability to court again. I, I felt young. And you know what? It's because my body was being told, hey, you're not done here. You can still father a child. You still have, you still have value. Because when men's t- testosterone levels drop, the body says, up, oh, our job here is done. Next job is to get in the dirt. Yeah, I think you're, I, I like that analogy, Carl. It's it's, um, it's very accurate. And a lot of the men that, that we talk to and encourage to be proactive about their health and actually get a hormone panel done and then come to the realization that, oh, yeah, all these symptoms do match up. And, oh, yeah, my, my testosterone is clinically low, and, and it, it's a definite clinical need. Um, when they go back on and, and get whatever amount of testosterone that takes to get cessation of symptoms, um, it is. It's a realization like, oh, my God, you know, this is I haven't been this guy in 10 years. You know, welcome back. So uh, while uh, testosterone replacement therapy for an old guy like me is a simple decision to make because, uh, OK, so uh, my story is this, right? I use performance enhancing drugs for a period of my life and and I, I was an older athlete at the time. And so when I came off. My testosterone levels never came back. I struggled for a year with things like clomiphene and HCG and uh, uh, all the other stuff. I was actually, I'm the reason uh, uh, that certain drugs from Africa or certain supplements from Africa exist here in the United States. No, bulbine natalensis. No, bulbine natalensis and Fidogia agrestis are in supplements today. Because I made a friend named Toyan Yakubu, who's a doctor at the University of Eloran in Eloran, Nigeria, and he was sending me Fidogia agrestis from Africa, and it increases testicular cholesterol levels, and it does boost testosterone. And so, and the next thing I know, I did a show about it, and then companies were putting it in their supplements. And I'm like, okay, I'm kind of proud of that. I just, I'm, I'm influencing the industry. I'm cool with that. Um, send, send your checks to PO Box six one eight. You know, but anyway, but but anyway, so. I, I was at that age where I actually gave it a year, and then I thought to myself, okay, low testosterone opens me up to Parkinson's disease, multiple sclerosis, all of these nasty diseases. How long do I wait before I, I say to myself, I'm, the, the boys aren't coming back anymore. I got to get on. And so when that happened, uh, it was an easy decision for me to make because I was an older guy. But what we're seeing in today's population is we're seeing increasingly younger and younger men who have hypogonadism and they're not being offered testosterone is that a good idea or should should they should they be treated differently should they go the clomiphene hcg route or go, go see an andrologist first before getting on at that young age so i'll take that jim so um carl that's a great question we actually discussed that yesterday on a podcast with dr robert kominarik in uh, springboro ohio is one of the top uh, testosterone optimization therapy physicians in the world without a doubt 
Um, the issue is a legal issue. Initially, when someone comes in very young um, with all of the symptoms, um, it's very difficult for most physicians because of legal you know, ramifications to even pursue testosterone as an option. So in answer to your question, you know, the natural endogenous increasing um, you know, meds like clomiphene, like HCG or HMG, are usually the first route. I mean, well, actually, I'll take a step back. The first route is to clean up their life, right? You know, try to improve natural means. But as we discussed last night on the uh, podcast, as, and as you've said very accurately, we're being bombarded, right? If you live in a coastal population center or even a place that has, you know, close to a million people, the chemicals that are in our environments are literally overwhelming our endocrine systems. So it's very difficult for younger men and, and women while we're at it. And we discussed both of them in the book heavily um, to, to overcome this without seeing a physician that, you know, is skilled in the art of managing their endocrine system. So it's a very, very depressing situation. And hence, it's exactly what you see. You see these young kids, you know, in their early 20s, even in their late teens, walking around who don't even understand whether they're male or female. I mean, that's, that's where we're at. Yeah, and that's a whole different topic that I'd love to explore sometime because I, I, I see something happening on the horizon. Someday, maybe a couple hundred years from now, we won't have male and female as being the designator separator. We will have breeders and non-breeders. And it, yeah. it's really, it's, it's coming to that. It's going to come to that someday. So, um, so a young guy like that really should explore cleaning up his life, getting the bad actors out of the life, the xenoestrogens, the, the phytoestrogens, the yeah. phthalates. Phthalates are horrible. We did our first show on phthalates in 2007. Uh, we showed that they were androgen uh, uh, mimicking that, that, that docked in androgen receptors better than testosterone and blocked testosterone. Right. I mean, there's so much horrible stuff out there. The list isn't even explored yet. How do you clean yeah. up? How do you clean up your life? You, you move to the boonies? What do you do? Well, that, that's the issue, Carl. I mean, what, you know, when we, when anybody that goes in, you know, you, you, the physician should consider lifestyle changes and try to make recommendations. But, you know, like you said, you're, you know, you're a 35 year old guy and you're working, you have a, a certain amount of, um, cortisol and stress in your life and you live in a, you know, an area where you're not growing your own food and you live in a bubble. I mean, what else, what else can you do? I mean, you know, the, the only answer that we have right now is, is to supplement your hormones, right? Because you can't, you can't move to an aquarium and, and, you know, isolate yourself from whatever all these chemicals are doing, you know. What what? I mean, that's a good answer. Good. Go, go ahead. Go ahead, Carl. No, go. Go. I was just going to say, uh, yeah, it's a great answer. We actually have an FAQ question in the book regarding this exact question because this is a question for really intelligent men. You know, what do I do? Obviously, I know it's lifelong if I choose to supplement and go the, the optimization way. But I think the answer really ultimately comes down to, you know, the person's knowledge level and their commitment to doing this. Like as Dr. Rob says, and Jim and I, you know, absolutely agree. If you're young and you want to make this, you know, your best option to do it for life, you have to be almost a type A person. You have to make this front and center of your life committed to doing this. And it's entirely possible. Uh, but it is, it is a question, you know, that people have to consider. But, I mean, obviously, Jim and I agree, and I know you do too, Carl, that it's pretty much the only, op it's the only option now if you want to maximize masculinity, vitality, energy maximization, all of those things. Uh, because it's just so overwhelming. I mean, there's really no way to avoid it unless, again, you live in the Dakotas, you know, isolated from civilization 500 miles or something. And even then, you're still, there's stuff in the environment. 
Um, I mentioned earlier in my discussion about uh, testosterone and depression, a lot of men who find themselves depressed, uh, they're of a certain age, they're of a certain body type where they're probably estrogen dominant at the time because of right. the large mass of aromatase enzyme that, that lives in fat cells. And when they go to their doctor, the first thing they're told is an SSRI or, or an anxiolytic. Oh. They're, never talk, they're never told about testosterone. You mentioned a second ago about the legality of young guys on testosterone. And what you're really referring to is the fact that the DEA and organizations like that come down on doctors who are prescribing testosterone rightfully for their, their patients, uh, but, yep. but are going to get, well, wait a minute, this guy's young. He doesn't need testosterone. Well, he's young. He shouldn't have a, need an antidepressant either, but they don't bother you about that. They're fine with that. But what, so what's changing in the landscape is, or if, is anything changing in the landscape? Uh, as far as the uh, more of a lenient attitude about testosterone replacement prescriptions, uh, by and large. Jim, let me get that real I, quick. I don't, Go ahead, Jim. Go ahead. Uh, I don't. I don't know if, if from like a DEA standpoint, if there's a if there's an, a leniency yet. Um, I do know that there's an overall acceptance and a general um, more knowledge within the you know general population that. That this is a thing; it's an actual clinical need for testosterone, and I, I believe that it's becoming more accepted. And that's part of the reason why, you know, we do all the things that we do with testosterone to to make it. You know, it's not a, it's it's not an answer of are you you know a question of if you're cheating or, you know, if you're if you're getting a I don't know like a, you know, a Botox treatment or something. It's it's a clinical need, and if you have hor- uh, a hormones out of normal range, you're exposing yourself to greater health risk. And I think more and more the people, the, the information that gets out and people understand that when you have a clinically low hormone level, it puts you at a greater risk for disease factors. And, you know, we talked about this last night too. You know, there's a, a huge issue in healthcare going on with the overprescription of SSRIs, with the overprescription of statins. I mean, you, you know, fill in the blank. Um, is that ever going to be fixed? I don't know. But, you know, as you do, as we do, as a lot of people do in this community, we, we preach being proactive about your health. And, you know, this is just another area. You, you can't rely on the healthcare system to, to look out for you and treat you properly because you, you'll end up a victim in a system. My frustration is that, um, a doctor will be scrutinized for having a large number of patients on testosterone, but will not be scrutinized for having a large number of patients on SSRIs or blood pressure meds or, or statin drugs. And it's, it's just, you know, it's, it's such an obvious, uh, blatant unfairness. And, and, and patient, patients, you know, we hear this all the time. Oh, you've got to advocate for yourself. But most people don't understand what that means. That means that if you go see your doctor and you say, I'd like to know about my testosterone, and he says, you're fine, or worse. He checks your blood levels, and he goes, you're within range. You know what? That range means nothing. Do you realize that the – and you guys probably do. I'm talking to the audience now. That when I first started looking at the testosterone, the bottom was 420. Then they moved it down to 380. I've heard it's moved down to 340, and that's because – they are looking at epidemiological research of a sick population. They're going, oh, the bottom is here and the top is here. Well, sure, the bottom is here. The population is sick. We don't want to emulate sick levels. We want to emulate healthy levels. So if your doctor tells you you don't need testosterone and you have symptoms, but then he wants to tell you, I'm going to put you on an SSRI and a blood pressure med, 
Leave that doctor. Fire that doctor. You have to understand, doctors, butchers, bakers, candlestick makers, there are good ones and there are really, really bad ones. But the difference is if you have a bad doctor, you lose a life. You have a bad candlestick maker, you're in the dark. Not a big deal. So you got to advocate for yourself. People need to start to understand that doctors are wrong as often as anybody else. And if you don't think you're being treated right, you need to go someplace else. Where can people get the book? I want to take a quick commercial, commercial break. Um, so the book will be live on Amazon at some point today. Um, the publishing company has it right now, and it will be live at some point today. I do not know yet, but it should be, I would say, by 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time today, it should be live on Amazon. Okay, the testo- it's called the Testosterone Optimization Therapy Bible. If you're in the 30-year-old bracket and above, you need to buy this book now because you will be faced with this someday, and you need to be well-armed when you walk into your doctor to make sure you're treated properly. Stay tuned. We'll be right back with more. transformation on Facebook, you've been wondering what I've done to create such dramatic results. One of the things is I've started every day with the Kegenics Prime and then trained fasted and remained fasted till my first meal at 2 o'clock. Kegenics Prime gives me all the energy I need while shutting down hunger. And since the ketones are bound to a quad mineral blend, I'm getting all the magnesium, calcium, potassium, and sodium I need to keep my minerals in balance. Try Kegenics Prime yourself. Go to superhumanradio.com and click the Kegenics banner ad today and save 25% off your first purchase. Kegenics Prime. I couldn't have done it without it. New Mass Pro Synthogen X2 just upped its own legendary game. To distance itself even further from the rest of the pack, Synthogen X2 now has double the key active ingredients. If you've ever wondered what steroid-like recovery feels like, Synthogen X2 delivers. See why others compare it favorably to powerful bodybuilding drugs at Synthogen.com. Mass Pro Synthogen. Would you train with it? You'll gain with it. If you suffer from abdominal bloating, relief is here. Introducing Atrontil. Developed by a board-certified gastroenterologist, it relieves bloating where it starts, in the small bowel. That's why Atrontil works while other remedies don't. In clinical trials, 88% of bloating sufferers who use prescription medications with no relief found Atrontil. Relieve their symptoms, and it's available without a prescription because is made from a patented molecular combination of botanical extracts. It's not a probiotic, plus it's natural, vegan, gluten-free, and non-GMO. Atrontil. Even the name is proven to make you feel better. Go to lovemytummy.com and use code SHR for 10% off. That's code SHR at lovemytummy.com. Lovemytummy.com. Guess who's back? Age Force is back with a buy one, get one free introductory offer to the Superhuman Radio audience. Choose from any of their amazingly popular patches. Their HGH Secretagogue patch, testosterone booster, fat burner, anti-inflammatory patch. All of them buy one, get one free. Nootropic memory enhancer, melatonin and GABA, resveratrol, the list goes on and on. No one, I repeat, no one has the most complete list of patch-delivered supplements than Age Force. Go to superhumanradio.net and click the Age Force banner ad today and get buy one, get one free for the entire Superhuman Radio audience. Check it out. Don't wait. Hey, this is Carl. Start your day just like I do with a high-dose lipospheric vitamin C from Live On Labs. You too can benefit from Live On Labs' lipospheric delivery system. No more pills or powders. That's outdated technology. 
Live On Labs has the world's most efficient vitamin delivery system, period. Learn a lot more today at liveonlabs.com and benefit from their new reduced pricing. That's liveonlabs.com, L-I-V-O-N, labs.com. Do you know how to properly use carbohydrates to ignite your performance in the field and in the gym? You will now, thanks to this free book by EFX Sports. The Carb User's Guide for Maximum Performance reveals why omitting carbohydrates from your diet can totally crush your gains. Ever wonder how many grams you need for your specific sport? Not anymore. We give you the critical number you need to dominate your competition. You'll even discover the super carb that's taking the athletic world by storm. You must try it to believe it. Go to getcarbolin.com forward slash carb guide today and get your copy absolutely free. Once again, it's G-E-T-K-A-R-B-O-L-Y-N.com forward slash C-A-R-B-G-U-I-D-E. This is the Superhuman Channel. Evolution just got kicked up a notch. Welcome back. We're talking with Jay Campbell and Jim Brown about their new book, The Testosterone Optimization Therapy Bible. It's a must-have book for any man. I'm telling you this. Um, it's a collection of research and information that you will not find in any other book. Lots of books focus on testosterone therapy, but this book encompasses so much more. It encompasses why testosterone is actually good for people, uh, for men. And it's good for people. It's good for women too, by the way. Uh, testosterone and, and, and men and masculinity benefits women. There's an anti-man movement out there today in the United States. It's very sad. And they're not feminists. They hide behind feminism. But these are not feminists because feminists want equal rights. They want to be treated like men. They respect men and they want men who are men. But they also want the same opportunities and deal with the same problems as men. There's a different group out there that call themselves feminists. They are anti-men. They're man-haters. They hate anything that looks remotely like a real man. They like guys with man buns. They like guys with boobs. They like soft, touchy-feely guys. But those are the guys that aren't producing babies, by the way. Because the reason they look like that is because they are full of estrogen. You want a girlfriend, not a man, if you're one of those women. Uh, absolutely, Carl. Um, you know, and I don't think this is a place, like I told you in a, in a message recently, uh, to go down the transhumanist movement, but that's what it is. I mean, this is, like you said, a very anti-masculine movement. Uh, but to go back to the book, um, it really is important, and I'm glad you said it. You know, this book is written actually for, for clinicians. Um, as you know, I have a science team. Jim and I have a science team for the book. We have five or six of literally of the top physicians in the world who've been prescribing hormones for decades, um, you know, that helped us write the book and gave us access to different citations on uh, PubMed and Medline and stuff like that. But um, this book is literally written for people to understand all of the therapeutic benefits and all of the disease processes that are, that are reduced, if sometimes not outright eliminated, from the therapeutic usage of testosterone. And, and we went to great lengths. I mean, literally the first six chapters of the book are discussing all the things. I mean, I probably have, and I, and I would go out on a limb and say this, this might be the greatest in-depth research out there right now on testosterone and, and its reduction of inflammation. And, and, you know, I have literally like six to, I think, five and a half pages on it, every study that's out there. And they're there. But, again, it's just hidden. It's obscured. And as the great physicians that, you know, are part of this book have told both Jim and I, they've literally said, look, there's no possible way that medicine could come together in this day and age right now and deliver this type of book in the way that you guys have done it. So, you know, hats off to you. 
and I, and I, and I could get this helpful to them, but I mean, it is, as you see, medicine is a mess right now. The sick care system could never come together and put something like this out there. So, so everybody, I, I hear people say to me all the time, oh, isn't it shame that there's not a cure for Alzheimer's disease? There is a cure for Alzheimer's disease. Dr. Dale Bredesen came on my show in 2013 and talked about his multi-protocol approach. At that time, he had completely reversed. He couldn't say he couldn't. He couldn't say he reversed Alzheimer's because they couldn't biopsy the brain and see the changes. But he said, "I have completely reversed all of the symptoms of Alzheimer's in twenty patients at that point in time, and I'm going on to do a multicentric study, which then fed the book that just came out, an end to Alzheimer's disease." Well, guess what he does with men? He puts them on testosterone. Testosterone is one of the things that he uses. To, to treat Alzheimer's disease in men. Another good friend of mine, okay, uh, Dr. Mark, um, oh, I just forgot, Mark, Mark Gordon. Dr. Mark Gordon. Yeah, Mark, Mark Gordon. He, he's treating traumatic brain injury. How's he doing? He's putting men back on testosterone because he knows that once the hypothalamus and pituitary are damaged in a, in a, in a concussion, it stops producing sex hormones. They put these guys on testosterone. These guys get their lives back. He's doing it with the military. He's doing it with the NFL. He's doing it with all sorts of people. Yet, Yet, testosterone is demonized. It's the evil hormone. It's the hormone responsible for everything bad in the world. It's such BS. It's frustrating to me. Well, there's there's two right. different issues, I think, Carl. I mean, there's there's the um, social issue where it's being demonized, and you know, the, the I don't even <laughs> we could dive into that whole whole thing. And then there's the environmental issue where you know testosterone levels across the world are being suppressed. And, um, yeah, you're right. Uh, the, the research that's been coming out and now is available and then practitioners like Dr. Gordon, um, I mean, it's amazing time. It, it really is. And, uh, you know, I think that, that more and more people are going to realize and more and more evidence is going to mount up that testosterone is not the evil, you know, molecule that it's being out to, you know, played out to be. And, you know, and the funny thing is, so whenever I have this discussion with people, they go, well, you know, you can thank, uh, you know, uh, baseball players for demonizing testosterone. Well, guess what? Baseball players use Ritalin to, 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 to sharpen their game. So we don't see kids that are ADHD being penalized by mothers being called up and saying, well, you know, we're going to take your prescription away because that's a, that drug is being used by baseball players to improve their game. You know, there's something, I don't understand it. I don't. I really don't. Because it's something about testosterone that makes people think of Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde, and it's not true. It's not. In fact, in fact, men who have low testosterone and high estrogen, we did the show here about rodents. Well, I did two different shows. There were different scientists. One showed that rodents with uh, male rodents with high estrogen levels and low testosterone were much more aggressive than rodents with yeah. normal testosterone. And then there was another study where they injected male rodents. They, they, they castrated them first, and they injected them with the equivalent of like a 1,000 milligrams of testosterone a day to a human, right? And right. the study came back and showed they were no more aggressive in unprovoked situations, but they were definitely faster to respond in provoked situations. And the scientists said testosterone doesn't make you aggressive, but it makes you more likely when aggression is needed to move faster. That's a great thing from an evolutionary perspective. Think about it. Carl, we actually, I actually have that study. I'm sorry, Jim, real quick. I have that study in the book, and uh, the actual conclusion of that research, in addition to what you said, is that it actually makes men more tactical 
Yes. Which, if you think about, that is an amazing, you know, adjective to describe a man who is optimized on testosterone. Because we all know that's exactly what it is. Think of all the great military leaders. Think of great, you know, um, you know, country leaders. People like Churchill. All of these people, they were so great because they were balanced and they had high levels, if not optimal, range testosterone. You know, it's funny because when you when you think about testosterone in general, people get it, give it a bad rap. They think that you become an, a, an a-hole when you use testosterone. But the reality is that most men on testosterone are calmer. And I'll tell a, I'll tell a personal story. So uh, when I was going through my divorce, um, I was being antagonized and attacked by the system. Uh, I've always wanted to do a show called Open Season on Men. And someday I will. I actually created the intro and everything because of my experience with the family court and being a man. Um, at that time that I was going through my divorce, I was using very, very, very large doses of testosterone. If there was any truth to the matter that testosterone makes you more likely to go and do something stupid, I would have done something stupid. In fact, I felt capable of handling greater levels of stress and being poised at that point in my life because I felt that I had more control. And we know that testosterone has amazing effects on the brain. We know that it, it, it can actually make uh, anxiety go away, depression go away, uh, improves cognition. It, it, it does all these great things for the brain, but yet it gets such a bad rap. It's just very, very sad to me. Well, Carl, you bring up a great point, too, and I'll just back up your story. I'm, I'm As an ex-competitive bodybuilder, um, you know, I've been on a, a massive amount of anabolics at various points in my life. And, um, I, you know, other than missing a meal, uh, I didn't really have a temperament change, you know? Right. And, um, and, and you've seen it too. And, and we've all seen it being in the gyms. I mean, if you're a jerk, you know, without testosterone or normal <laughs> testosterone, and you take more of it, you're just going to be the same jerk you were. It's you're a bigger it's jerk. not a Mr. Jekyll and Dr. Hyde deal. It's the same thing with, you're so right about this. If you're a jerk and see the, the, the sad part is I call it the pit bull syndrome, right? So guys who feel inadequate, they want a pit bull because the pit bull makes people afraid of them. And you got these people out there who are a-holes, and they want justification for being a-holes. So they take some form of anabolics, and a lot of time it's bunk gear anyway. It's fake. They're buying it on the internet. And then they act like a-holes, and they're like, oh, man, he's, he's, on, he's on anabolic steroids. That's what. No, he's an a-hole. If he took vitamin C, he'd be a bigger a-hole. It doesn't matter what he's taking. Right. Right. Um, Absolutely true. So how long did it take you to do put, put this book together? This is an amazing. This this is a seminal work. It's amazing. <laughs> Thanks, Carl. Honestly, man, that, that warms my heart to hear that coming from a person as knowledgeable as you. And I'm not kissing your ass because everything that you've said here today on the show, you know, sings to the beliefs that Jim and I espouse and all the men that, you know, we counsel and mentor and speak with. And, and there are many. Um, and so it gives me really good hope. My concern, however, is, you know, the younger guys, you know, we have to do a good job. People like you, people like me and Jim, you know, people in our in our raving groups of fans and stuff like that, we have to do a job of, like, teaching and mentoring these younger boys because, I mean, as you said, look at their role models. I mean, look at the university system. I mean, the progressives have infiltrated the college system in North America so bad that I actually question whether it's worth sending a really strong you know, alpha male type kid to college. I mean, you know, I don't want, we don't have to have that discussion here today, but people like us have to do a really good job of teaching men that it's okay to be alpha-like, to, to show their masculinity, to, you know, to open doors for women, to open car doors. I mean, it, so much of this is lost in this 
you know, nebulous, God, God only knows, transhumanism movement, whatever you want to call it. And there's no reason for men not to consider, you know, being alpha-like and to be pro-testosterone and to be pro-masculine. And I just, it's scary to see so many young men today, like, not really have role models. And, you know, you, you talked a little about the family court system, and that's a whole other conversation for another day. But, Carl, let's be honest. I mean, this is happening for the last 20 years. Like, because they have been removing the masculine slash male, the father, the role model, the disciplinarian, the taskmaster from the family unit. Right. And so what we're seeing right now is a lack of masculine men, i.e. fathers, because they've been pushed out. The family court system, as you know, is rigged. You know, most men just opt out. It's the lowest marriage rate right now ever. So, you know, again, this isn't really a discussion for this you know, conversation right now, but this is all part and parcel to it. But see, I have a, so when I first started doing this show, I wanted to affect the majority of the population uh, by helping them sort out the truth to give them control over their health. And I looked at people like Dr. Oz pandering to the, the oh, topic. That, yeah. And so and I, I was having a conversation with Ron Penna, the founder of Quest, and I um, – and he said, you know, Carl, maybe you need to think of the show more like a secret club. And so I let that soak in for a while. And then I realized at that moment, I had an epiphany. I thought the new evolutionary selection pressure is, is where you get your information from. That will determine whether or not your genes will still be around four or 500 years from now. And the reason I say this is because those of us in this movement here, and it's the movement of critical thinkers, people who are applying critical thinking. They don't watch a Today Show and go, oh, that's what I'm doing today. And then, then the next day they change again. We, we actually will have offspring that will have offspring that will have offspring. But the group that's listening to the mainstream message, their children, their children are getting sick. As I said a second ago, uh, uh, sperm motility and fertility is down in men, and it's threatening threateningly low that in 50 years we could actually see a, a, a drop in the population. That is the new thinning of the herd. And the, back in the old days, it was the plague and 6 million people, boom, gone. Now it's a slower march to thinning the herd, and it's because of where you get your information from. If you're getting right. the wrong information, your children may not have children. And three or 400 years ago, we won't have to worry about the stupidity being there anymore. Uh, let me just correct you real quick on the study. I wish it was 50 years. The study actually says 2040. So we're literally less than 25 years from being on the verge of extinction. I mean, males are in danger. Oh, my God. This is crazy. This is, you know now, what? It's in the book. It's scary. It's actually scary. I don't know why more people aren't afraid of this. I just don't get it. Well, Carl, I, it was one of the things, you know, Jay and I talk about this, and, and Jake can go really deep on this stuff, but, you know, it's almost, is this a design? I mean, is there a, you know, is there a plan? Is this a plan? You know what? I, um, I've thought about it's that. it's being executed all over the world. No, but, it, know, it, it, but it, it's, 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 you know why it's not a plan, and I'll tell you why. Because companies like Monsanto have not been enlisted to make these harmful chemicals and that, that permeate our environment with the agenda of, um, eradicating the human race they're doing it out of greed and the government you know i I said on this show once that the industry and government are like conjoined twins that share a heart in order to separate them one of them has to die and in this case neither one of them want to die the the politicians don't want to go away and the industries don't want to go away so they will continue to to assault us 
again, this is where it comes to critical thinking, the selection and choices you make about your life to avoid as much of this as possible. But I don't think it's, I don't think there's a conspiracy. I just think that it's greed run amok. And I'm all for greed, by the way. I want money. I'm greedy. Okay. But I don't want to hurt millions of people to get what I want. These other companies, they don't care. They just don't care. So, so, Carl, so, Carl, I agree with you. I mean, all you have to do is understand what a corporation is, right? I mean, if you understand a corporation by its essence, its design is to win, to outperform all of the competition. The United States has become a corporation. If people think this is a constitutional republic or a democracy or whatever they want to think it is, it's not. It's a corporation. All of these you know, politicos, regardless of what side of the you know coin they're on. By the way, they're all on the same side of the coin because they all provide the same strategy, which is divide and conquer. So at the end of the day, they're all just slaves to the great United States corporation. So you're right. This is a byproduct. When all these companies are trying to out you know maneuver each other to win, right? Eventually, I mean, look at media, right? Like at media, at the base of media, there's three companies. There's three corporations that control all of them. So. The same thing is happening with our food. Monsanto and Bayer now are trying to own all the food manufacturing and all the food processing. So you're right. I agree with you. But I do believe that there is a group of people, and we don't have to talk about them right now, that do have interests that are essentially purely Machiavellian. Uh, But I do agree with you. This is a byproduct. What we're seeing now is a byproduct of modernization, of chemical assaults, of doing all these different things to try to make money, to strip resources, you know, to, to deforest and you know, do, do all the bad stuff they're doing to the planet. And we're suffering. You know, humanity is now suffering from it. But, you know, the one thing that's important to me, that this is what we really have to keep in mind, is for the people out there who are going to listen to this podcast, like the people, like you said, Carl, who are capable of critical thought, which is clearly a lessening, uh, you know, advantage of today. More and more people that come out of school have no critical thought skills. Um, they have to make a choice to optimize. And unfortunately, as the system stands, and I have hope that Trump is going to revitalize the system, they have to go cash out of pocket. You cannot go to a managed care position right. and expect to be optimized. It's not going to happen. All these people come to the gym every day and say, well, you know, I pay this every month, you know, for my benefits with my company or my job or whatever I got to do. And we always tell them, look, bro, how much, how important is your health to you? If you cannot afford to spend five to ten thousand dollars a year on your health, then your priorities are out of order. It's that simple. That's absolutely true. That's absolutely true. The book is called the Testosterone Optimization Therapy Bible. It will be available probably as the podcast hits the ground. Uh, it'll be available on Amazon. Those of you listening live may have to wait a little while. It's an it must have book. If you're thirty years old and and older, and if you're a woman, you need to buy this book for your husband. If you care and you really do love him, and if you're a man, you need to buy it for yourself because someday you're going to need to be armed with the information in this book to combat the medical orthodoxy, to get the treatment that you need so that you can have a long and strong life. Stay tuned. We'll be right back with more Superhuman Radio. Coupling is the holy grail of fat loss. Making mitochondria work harder raises body temperature and metabolic rate without the jitters of stimulants. Now there is an over-the-counter mitochondrial uncoupler that will let you shred your body down to the last pounds of body fat. It's Trojan Horse. This is the supplement breakthrough of the decade. Go to superhumanradio.com and click the Trojan Horse banner ad. Use coupon code SHR and save 20% off your order today. BlackstoneLabs.com. Trojan Horse. 
Whether your goal is to build muscle or burn fat, you'll find everything you need at Redcon One. Need help getting a good night's sleep? Try Fade Out or the most popular pre-workout supplement on the market today, Total War. Sign up for their new transformation challenge and win $10,000 or shop for apparel that people at the gym will know that you are serious about your training. Need a testosterone booster that works? Check out Boomstick. Whatever you need, you'll find the best quality supplements on the market at Redcon One. Go to redcon1.com. That's R-E-D-C-O-N, the number one, dot com, or go to superhumanradio.net and click the Redcon 1 banner ad today. Hey, this is Carl. Start your day just like I do with a high-dose lipospheric vitamin C from Live On Labs. You, too, can benefit from Live On Labs' lipospheric delivery system. No more pills or powders. That's outdated technology. Live On Labs has the world's most efficient vitamin delivery system, period. Learn a lot more today at liveonlabs.com and benefit from their new reduced pricing. That's liveonlabs.com, L-I-V-O-N, labs.com. Ever feel like you want something crunchy? From the company that gave us the Quest Protein Bar, now comes the Quest High Protein Potato Chips. With 21 grams of high-quality protein and only 5 grams of carbs and no artificial ingredients. Just like Quest Bars, you'll feel like you're cheating, but you're not. Go to superhumanradio.com and click the Quest High Protein Potato Chip banner ad today and get ready to be satisfied. Thanks to Quest Nutrition, chips just aren't what they used to be. Mitochondrial uncoupling is the holy grail of fat loss. Making mitochondria work harder raises body temperature and metabolic rate without the jitters of stimulants. Now there is an over-the-counter mitochondrial uncoupler that will let you shred your body down to the last pounds of body fat. It's Trojan Horse. This is the supplement breakthrough of the decade. Go to superhumanradio.com and click the Trojan Horse banner ad. Use coupon code SHR and save 20% off your order today. BlackstoneLabs.com. Trojan Horse. The benefits of a ketogenic diet are immeasurable. Health, resist disease, mental function, and even performance. But getting into ketosis can take weeks, if even at all. Now you can get into ketosis in 10 minutes. Ketokana is the first ketone powder that has been clinically shown to switch you into a ketogenic state by providing a rush of ketones into the bloodstream. Like to train fasted or want to spare more muscle glycogen during workouts? Take a shot of Ketokana and hit it hard. Go to superhumanradio.com and click the Ketokana banner. Banner ad today. U.S. Wellness Meats is the leader in home-delivered, high-quality animal protein. Grass-fed beef, lamb, bison, and dairy. Plus, wild-caught seafood, heritage pork, and free-range poultry. Everything delivered right to your door within days of your order. There is no one better to supply you and your family with the highest-quality pastured meat product and dairy than U.S. Wellness Meats. Save 15% off when you use the coupon code SHR. Go to superhumanradio.com and click the U.S. Wellness Meets banner ad today. This is the Superhuman Channel, doing reps with the weight of the world. Please give us the power to blow people's minds with our high voltage rod. In your name we pray. Amen. I want to rock! I want to rock for as long as I can. And that means testosterone. Somebody once asked me, when do you think you'll stop Using testosterone. I says, well, I probably won't be able to take a shot the day after I die. Exactly. Like, why would I want to stop? correct response. Why would I want to stop? Why would I want to stop feeling good and being strong? And, 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 and I'm unapologetic for, for, for being masculine. I'm unapologetic for actually living up to the standards of being a man, even though society today wants me to. So I talked about 
uh, get this book for your, your husband, if you're a woman, you actually cover uh, uh, testosterone replacement for women in this book as well, right? Yeah, we have a whole chapter that's actually written by Dr. Jim Meehan, who's been working with women for 13 years. He's an amazing clinician in Tulsa, Oklahoma. And then my wife, uh, Monica, um, you know, she she represents like the, uh, you know, um, aging, you know, 46-year-old wife with, uh, you know, five kids, two from my, uh, my previous marriage and then her three biologicals. And, and being a successful, you know, very highly successful uh, real estate um, agent and owner, and uh, and how she, uh, you know, manipulates and optimizes her hormones. So it's a, it's a, I mean, honestly, it might be one of the best chapters of the entire book. It's very in depth. There's actually uh, a treatise in there from Dr. Meehan on how women should optimize their hormones now in the most efficient means possible. And as I told you off the air, and Jim knows this, um, it's going to lead to their book which is going to be coming out later this year. And, Carl, I don't know how much you know about, you know, the women's space, but there's nothing. I mean, the books that have been written, you know, credit to the physicians that have put out there, but it's all about hormonal optimization through natural means. And yeah, black, 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 black cohosh and golden root seal. And, you know, come on, give me oh a break. Oh, my God. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's bad. Yeah, so it's, it's bad. So there's, there's obviously a huge need. I mean, just as there are for men. Um, there, there's also, you know, a, a, a strategy, a better strategy necessary for women. But let me just make one statement and then, you know, follow up with it. But as you know, um, the last 20 years, it was very routine and easy for a physician, I mean, excuse me, for a woman to go to their, you know, natural practitioner, you know, managed care person and say, hey, I want you to optimize the hormones. Nope, no problem. You know, $40 copay, and then they put them on, you know, equine crap, you know, whatever, yes. God knows crap. And that was never an issue. Now, obviously, then, you know, they had the issue, the Women's Health Initiative came out. All these women started getting uterine cancer and whatnot. And, and then, and then you know, they found out it was because they were prescribing them, you know, horse um, hormones. Well, and, and more, well, more importantly, not. more importantly, they, these were methylated uh, estrogens. Right. And we all know, anybody who's been in the, in the bodybuilding, you know, methylated uh, drugs, they cause increased right. thrombosis in the liver right. and everything else. So yeah. Exactly. So... So there are all these issues, and now they've come out and they said, well, you know, we mis- the, the, the uh, research was mis-extrapolated and blah, blah, blah. But at the end of the day, all men and all women deserve the, ex- you know, the, the exposure to knowledge that, you know, we want to bring to the market, and we will. You know, obviously, you've read this book and you know what it does for men, but obviously there's one chapter in there for women. Um, but it just, it, it's so mind-blowing, that, you know, like you said from the very beginning, that men still have this demonization, this like, you know, this perception, this mystification of like even asking for it from a physician, whereas a woman can just go in and just garden variety. So there's a lot of bad information out there, but we are, I feel like, at the forefront of really, you know, shining a light and fixing this. What's different about this book than a lot of other books uh, done by lots of physicians in the past uh, about testosterone is that you you discuss spirituality, which I like. Uh, You know, I'm not I'm not a religious guy. I personally don't believe in organized religion at all, but I believe in spirituality. Okay, great. Man, isn't it amazing? What is, this is so, I don't know why we haven't had you guys on the show before, but anyway, um, this is, that's very, very different. You don't see this completeness, this, uh, gestalt, if you will, of addressing the maleness uh, of testosterone and you, you cover, uh, spirituality as well. Talk about that a little bit. Well, well, one of the things one of the things that we wanted to do to make this book different, you know, we we added in a lot of different things. We made it a more complete optimization guide, and that's really what it is. Is is it's an optimization guide, and um, I, I don't like the use of the word alpha male because I think it's been overused and it kind of creates a, a the wrong idea. But 
to be a successful male in today's society and deal with everything that you have to do and be able to take care of your loved ones and go out and make a living for yourself and them and create opportunities, you know, you, you, you have to optimize yourself. You have to be proactive and you have to take, take advantage of all the things that you can do to be able to compete and compete for a long time, for decades. And part of that, you know, we, we cover it in the book. You go over nutrition, we go over workout, of course, optimization of hormones, um, optimization of your mental state, um, agents of change. And, and we wanted this to be a complete, all-encompassing guide for optimizing your life. And, and I think we've done that. You know, it's really funny. I, I, I'm, I'm 59. I'll be 60 this year, in June, actually. And, uh, and you know, I'm, I still hit the gym real hard. I've got my problems. I've got my ailments. I've got my injuries that, you know, had some reattachments of muscles and all that sort of stuff. But overall, I'm very dedicated. I love to train. I call it my medicine. Uh, that's my medicine. I don't, I don't take statins. I just go to the gym and train really hard, and I eat well, and I sleep well most of the time. Last night I had a really crappy night's sleep, but it happens at my age. And so... I have lots of friends who are retiring and retired. And, you know, and whenever I talk to any of them, I'll be like, you know, so what are you doing? I'm just heading, I'm leaving the studio. I got to go to my accountant. When are you going to retire, man? When are you going to retire? I'm like, I don't even think about that. I love what I do. I have the energy to do it. And I don't, why would I want to retire? Why would I want to go peacefully into that dark night? I want to rage against the machine. And I've, I've said this on the air. When I die, I hope I'm under the bar, deep in the hole of a squat, and I just couldn't get out, and that was it. And I clocked out. I don't want to die in a diaper, in a bed, in, a, in, in a, an institution. I want to go chasing after life. Yeah, man. Well, that's, that's part of it. I mean, the, 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 fulfillment, the fulfillment of doing something that you appreciate. And um, there was a podcast with uh, Jordan Peterson on Rogan, I, I think, in the last few days, and, and he was describing just that, Carl. You know, what do you, what do you envision your retirement? Well, I'm sitting on a beach with a margarita. Well, okay. How many days are you going to do that you know, before you want to kill yourself? And it's about, it's about being fulfilled and, and doing what you love to do and being able, like we all preach about having the, the machinery to be able to do that. You know, I'm 47 now when I'm 67, I can tell you it's, it's a uh, Thursday. I'm going to be going in and doing legs. Right. I can tell you right now I'm calling right. Right. <laughs> you know, that's what I love to do, and I'm going to be working on something that I have an interest in, probably something in this field, and trying to you know make money, help people. I mean, like you said, we we all want to be able to enjoy doing what we do and have a have a feeling of self fulfillment throughout our lives. And and one of the ways to do that and ensure that you you're able to do that is to take care of your health yeah. and take care of your body and reduce inflammation so you don't have diabetes and Alzheimer's and, and optimize your hormones and all the things that we talk about. You know what? The, 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 the thing that people need to understand, well, men need to understand, is that it's testosterone that makes you a man. It's testosterone that gives you the maleness, the male qualities that you have. It's testosterone that drives your life. It's testosterone that's aided us through evolution and given us the, yep. the guts to follow the trajectory that we are at today. And you should never be ashamed of being a man you should never be ashamed of testosterone and more importantly you should strive to make sure that your testosterone is optimized at every single stage of your life because you will have a better quality of life and and, and i'm going to tell you something if you don't do this forget about doing it for yourself if you don't do this you are selfish and i'm going to tell you why because you have children and you most of us do we have children and spouses or girlfriends or people that depend on us and not paying attention to your testosterone is selfish because 
like they say on the plane, right? When you get on an airplane, they say, now if a mask drops from the ceiling, put yours on first so you could then help the person next to you. Well, if you don't take care of yourself, you're a selfish bastard because you're going to end up being that guy that your family has to take care of. It starts with keeping your testosterone levels high. I say you're selfish if you don't pay attention to your testosterone because otherwise you become a burden to all those around you that you love. So if that's not, if you can't do it for yourself, do it for your wife, do it for your kids, do it for your nieces and nephew, do it for your, for your coworkers, do it for the people that you care. Keep, put your mask on first. Check out your testosterone. Keep it optimized. Absolutely. Absolutely. Great book, Testosterone Optimization Therapy Bible. You can get it at Amazon.com if you're listening to this uh, podcast. Those of you listening live, you'll have to wait uh, probably a few hours. It's a great book. Every man should have it. It should come with, it should come, you know what? When, when you get your testicles, you should get this book too. It's a, this, is, this is the owner's manual for your testicles. You should have, you should have this book right here. So there you go. Look, guys, I want to thank you so much for being on the show today. Great book, man. Great book. Hey, man, we appreciate you, Carl. Thanks a lot, bro. All right, we'll talk again soon. And we got to also thank uh, Nate Morrison for the Military Fitness Radio Hour uh, and also Dr. Grove Higgins, Pat Marquez, and Mary Wilson. Pay attention to your uh, pelvic floor. It is the core of your strength. And uh, today is Thursday. I'm off the air tomorrow. We'll see you Monday. We've got great shows planned all next week. Have a wonderful weekend.